The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting Whoa, what happened? That was, that was spectacular. That was abbreviated. Let's try that again. And welcome to another exciting episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles with the start and stop, start and stop beginning. And your video is not on. Well, I am going to, uh, for those watching the video, figure this out at some point. (laughs) For those watching the video, do not adjust your sets because I think that's just, yeah. That's just me not understanding how to work all this screen sharing business. (laughs) Uh, it's live recording, it folks. Is. Live recording. It's the way it is. Here we go. So I'm closing this, closing that. There yeah, we go. Am. Yeah. <laughs> the adoring crowds are back for another episode of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. I am at age underscore 70, and I'm pretty sure I hosted last week. Now that I remember, we were joking about me saying I was special guest co-hosting. So, <laughs> Well, if that's the case, you ended too then, because as I recall, you did the ending. Oh, man. Goodness gracious. Carrying, you know, so. just, just, just carrying so many loads this week. Oh, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> so, this is the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles. Um, we're back for another week of comic books uh comic book news comic book reviews and comic book movie news um as i said earlier i am uh, your host for tonight at agent underscore 70 with me tonight is at roddy cat on twitter hi folks roddy cat is joining us from heroes con here in qc Charlotte, North Carolina. There you go. Shout out to QC. Yeah, uh, hotel Wi-Fi is actually doing good. And I just realized the noise I'm, I'm hearing is probably the people next door. Ah, let us not Wait. jinx it. Well, yeah, because I thought I was, I didn't think there was a room like on the other side of this wall that I'm facing. But I guess there is because I'm hearing voices and the TV is not up, even though it is in front of me. Gotcha. So anyway, we will we will power through all we the will. We will. So uh, maybe possibly joining us if he uh, awakes from a well-earned slumber is uh, at PCN underscore dirt on Twitter. Um, and uh, again, we are without uh, our very own Tim dog 98, who is uh, now Tim dad 98, uh, not on Twitter, just in real life. So uh, he is on his Tim Batical and uh, you know, we wish him and his family well. So uh, remember you can find us on uh, various uh, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, sites i am uh, at agent underscore 70 on twitter and instagram uh roddy cat is at roddy cat and at news nerds need on twitter and he is uh running the uh cb caps handle on instagram at cb caps 
Those are facts. Uh, at PCN underscore dirt can be found at at PCN underscore dirt on Twitter and at pop culture net on Twitter. And he runs the sites popculturenetwork.com and www.ineedcomics.com. And Tim Dog 98 is still active online and writing, of course. He is at Tim Dog 98 on Twitter and at the Click Nation uh, Twitter handles. He's also the at CV Cron Twitter handle. And you can find his uh, writings posted at uh, theclicknation.com. Remember to also find us, uh, if you want to watch our video live, uh, it's uh, theclicknation forward slash live. And finally, you know, oh, go ahead. No, no I was about, about to say, say why am I coming in double? double? Uh, that and I was going to say, we could also, you could also find Dirt at the Ubisoft press conference uh, from this past eight to three, but um, I can't get the picture to pull up. Okay. <laughs> So um, just to, just to wrap our plugs in the beginning of the show, um, so you know, make sure you can find you can find our podcast uh, on various uh, uh, podcast uh, uh, means of streaming and download. That's SoundCloud and iTunes and uh, uh, Google Play and Mixcloud and CB Cron Pod. Um, you can find uh, our fellow uh, Cold Slither Podcast Network shows at. Uh, cspn.us that is uh, www.cspn.us make sure to shop at shop.cspn.us and pick up all uh, all sorts of merch that are related to our shows and with that we're going to start off this week's uh, comic book review corner with uh, Marvel 2-in-1 annual number one this is a you know a surprising thing because we have not yet seen 11 or 12 issues of Marvel 2-in-1 and now we've got an annual yeah, that seems to be a thing that um, Marvel's doing. I don't think it's probably just Marvel, but yeah, it's a, it's a thing we've been seeing in the last year or two. Yep. So, and it's still weird. So, <laughs> go yep. figure. So, Chip Zdarsky's, uh, you know, uh, put us back uh, into uh, um, the travels of uh, Ben Grimm and... Uh, uh, Victor Von Doom specifically. This is sort of like a, a classic Marvel two-in-one story where it's the thing to yeah. someone. Yeah, and apparently um, it, it is kind of weird that that's the case. It's like, huh, okay, they're actually going with the, the, the two-in-one format sort of in this one, because even though Doom, Victor has been with Johnny and Ben in, you know, in the regular two-in-one story, you know, all this time, this is just so happens to be mostly them on this one actually right. more than specifically him for the most majority of the story seems like exactly so i don't know it, uh, apparently um i guess a spoiler alert on his now I, I guess a little a little side note i honestly more skimmed this issue mm-hmm. because of you know travel and whatnot right so i'm kind of halfway through it okay but but yeah, you, you you basically start off with a flashback to for, to Victor in his childhood, and then you cut to uh, the quote unquote present with him and being in another universe, with, uh, looking for another set of Reed and Sue's, and and uh, Victor and Ben having a little heart to heart because because Victor knows that uh, well Victor believes I should say um, as Ben has been led to believe that Reed and Sue are dead. And that this uh, whole looking for Reed and Sue out in the multiverse, which we all know they still are out there, 
they don't know that. But but Victor's like, hey, look, you know they're dead. I know they're dead. You told Johnny a lie just to get him out here to get in and all this kind of good mess, which was the premise of two and one in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And and this is their little heart to heart saying, like, look, you know, you know, you know what's going, you know what's really going on here. But you know yeah, yeah. Or you know the truth that you know, like I said, we know the difference. They just don't know just mm-hmm. yet. But so, and that leads them to go into like I said, this other universe and um, with another, re- uh, looking for another Reed and Sue and also ending up in uh, Latveria with a Doom who apparently has um, taken out uh, this universe's Reed and Ben uh, from what I saw. So and and get, you guess you didn't make it to the end of the issue then. No, not yet. Okay. But I but I was kind of spoiled on some of it because it and you could even see it in from where I from where I am now was and the theme is Doom can't really escape his past. Right. And or his I would mm-hmm. just say before you kind of delve into because I really want I would really want you know what's funny is that I'm kind of regretting not pulling this. Yeah. not picking this up because i may just end up picking this up this weekend like at another shop or something i got physical yeah physical copy because yeah. what i really liked about this issue is that they're you know they they actually you know ventured into some of the after effects of secret wars right and, and that's what i was spoiled on right so yeah. like i didn't want to right i didn't want to you know go that deep into it because i wasn't sure how far you had gotten if you'd gone to that point in the in the sure. book so mm-hmm. It's it's enough to say that uh, you know there's some of that being explored, and when I finished reading our you know our review copies, I was like, man, you know, I think I should go back and you know pick up the actual physical copy of this because it might be worth not worth monetary wise, but just worth having a you know my own copy of this. Right. Yeah. So for this book, I I was getting in the beginning. Actually, wait, I think I got the first one in the beginning physical, and then I think I dropped it in favor of getting digital. Mm-hmm. And. Um, but there, either way, yeah, there's some good art in here, and it's worth having for looks to be some of the revelations that happen in this in this issue. Yeah, I was gonna say this is Declan Shalvey. You know, mm-hmm. we know him from doing uh, Moon Knight and uh, other cool stuff. But cool. this, you know, there's some really, uh, you know, I, you know, his art in this. I'm not 100 percent sold on it because I think there's some pl- in, there's some places where you know he just gets away with not doing any sort of background work. You know, it's just color. Yeah. But at the same time, I think Zadarsky's story in this is so solid. It follows so closely to, you know, I mean, it's a, it's more than just a logical follow up to Secret Wars. And, you know, so much of it is, you know, weaved, you know, like it's so much of it pulls directly from like the deep FF story and FF history and Doom's history. And, you know, we get to this point where, you know, we see Doom. Uh, like you said, not being able to escape his past, no matter what kind of redemptive story arc he's trying to put himself on. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting, you know, interplay between this book and the. Well, you know how Infamous Iron Man sort of sort of ends. Yeah, kind of. Actually, I didn't read Infamous Iron Man, but yeah, I've heard right. shades of. I've been meaning to go back and read it. Right, but we in, in this book we're sort of in the middle of that story too. You know, in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So. I like this. This is a this is a strong annual. Yeah, I mean, from what I've read so far, it, it looked to be getting quite interesting. So, <laughs> Doom in a battle with himself, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. Absolutely. Um, oh, and I guess I could point out that we do get um, 
which I don't know where they went, but apparently the Council of Reeds have um, readjourned. Or reappeared, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sitting here like, wait, did they actually ever go anywhere? Or did they just like drop that? I don't know. Cause I, I know honestly, was... I probably read it and I just don't, I just don't remember. We read too many comics. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is also true. That is also true. It's part of our, it's, a, it's an occupational hazard for us. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we don't read as much as we would like to, but we definitely do. And then what we read, we tend to forget because we've just read so much. Yep. That so, is true. So, you know, I, you know, I, I don't have the time to, uh, to, to look at, we don't have the time to look at what happens to the Council of Reeds, but it's safe to say that, you know, now that the multiverse is being reconstructed, there's going to be aspects of, you know, the old stories that are going to be coming back, especially, uh, you know, once uh, the FF make their grand reappearance. Right. Which, you know, the, the funny thing about reading this or reading this to that point and reading back the last few issues, well, not reading back the last few issues, but reading the last few issues of this book, mm-hmm. should have seen that com- this coming with with everything you just said. Right. Like, sure, why not the Council of Reeds coming back because of all the, the other, um, you know, the, the multiverse being put back together again? That just makes total sense. Right. Okay. All right, so that is the lone book that we have in common this week that very much is so um i only have a total of in addition to model two and i don't have one two three four five other books you still made bread twice as much as i have so (laughs) oh and that first one the first one you have on your list i totally intended to read i won't spoil it i will say that what roddy cat is referring to is marvel rising alpha number one Mm -hmm. this is um the at least the first issue of this um, definitely draws upon the free comic book day um, uh, uh, edition of uh, Marvel uh, Rising, and um, if you can't, if you don't read that, you know you're pretty much caught up to speed in this in the pages of this book. This book centers around the adventures of one um, Squirrel Girl and Ms. Marvel, and they find their paths intersecting. And it's a, you know, it's a team-up book with uh, introduction of a new character who is, uh, you know, sympathetic, yet may end up being a villain. So we will see what ends up happening, but uh, you know, we, you know, this is a, you know, this is a a, a new direction for marvel where it's going to be very much uh female centric character you know female centered stories for, and characters i believe they did say that yeah so Going into the whole model rising thing which is cool right listen th- you don't have to it, i find that you know i find this still you know strange that we have to stress that it's a it's a it's a female character centered book because i read ms marvel you know so do i it makes yeah. me feel old, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I guess, um, uh, you know, th- th- there's, you know, there's still a need for these books. There's still a need for, you know, uh, a, a, a diverse lineup of books that involve uh, female lead characters. So more mm-hmm. power to these characters and the creators for putting them out. Right. Well, my thing is, is like, if you actually really care about comics, as, as people claim they do, you shouldn't just kind of keep yourself to just a one or two or the, you know, the niche, not the niche, but the, just the, the standard stuff, you know, the, the, the one, the cows and capes and two, you know, there are characters for everyone and right. everybody's not going to like the same, every different thing, right. but you know, sometimes it's good to just branch out and other stuff. Like there are some good stories to be had. That is, that is not just, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Although it's nice to have, character. 
I was going to say, it's nice to have Thor Odinson back, I'm, I, I hate to say. And yeah. the reason why I say this, too, which is why I definitely <laughs> recommend that you should read this, you know, the Thor. You know what? We're, we're leading right into Thor number one. Let me take it. Let me take care of it. Well, I was about to say, are you finished with Marvel Rising Alpha? Okay, yeah. Because so. yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil it for you. Oh, sure. I will spoil okay. the hell out of Thor number one. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, Thor number one is the is the is the next chapter in the saga of Thor, written by Jason Aaron. And Jason Aaron has been on Thor. He had Thor: God of Thunder, and then he had um, uh, the Jane Foster Thor, Mighty Thor, and now we're back to Thor with his golden arm. Um, you know, that's no longer, you know, that that's not gray and, uh, you know, but, but what the main thing that he is missing is spoiler alert, sort of. And I. Nay, not an eye, but a hammer. What is Thor without his hammer? So this is definitely, you know, this, this is, uh, this would look very familiar to folks who have, who are Marvel Cinematic Universe fans and decide to pick up Thor like hey there's something wrong with this there he doesn't have a hammer we pick up no the story picks up in the aftermath of what happened at the uh the end of the mighty thor story as guardia is um you know was was basically trashed by the mangog and uh the 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 point of this story is that thor odinson has now stepped back into the mantle of thor and he is looking for um, various um, artifacts and weapons that were um, scattered when Asgardia um, uh, was destroyed. Uh, these were weapons from Odin's uh, weapons vault. You know, that's um, something straight out of the MCU. Um, I mean, that existed in the Marvel U, but MCU character, MCU fans will recognize that concept right away. And uh, we have, uh, you know, Thor going up against a, a character who I think he last faced in uh, Acts of Vengeance, to be honest. Oh, that's geez. a shout out, right? And who, who am I referring to? None other than the Juggernaut. Um, yes, and uh, you know, there's some comedy to be had in here. Jason Aaron has not has never shied away from um, uh, dropping you know funny lines and some lighthearted um, um, uh, uh, banter in the pages of Thor, despite the fact that um, his big overarching stories have involved like the God Butcher and the War of the Realms. There's still plenty of, you know, lighthearted fun to be had there, you know, and, it, you know, like I said, for any fans of the MCU Thor and the recent Ragnarok movie, you will pick up a lot of the same kind of um, uh, attitude and, uh, you know, just wit. And it's so well done. It you know it's it's you know seriously, Roddy. Like you will have a, you will get a kick out of reading this. It's, mm-hmm. it's that much fun. And there's one line where uh, uh, you know Thor is taking on old. Well, there's a there's a tro- there's a a dwarf in here that uh, that calls the juggernaut juggles because he's you know <laughs> not 100 percent sure why. Yeah, see what I mean? Something like that just makes you chuckle. And uh, there, there's a there's a bit in here that makes you think of um, Jay Z's opening lines in Public Service Announcement off the Black Album, and you know that is going to be the song of the night, and that's how we're going to play ourselves out. So, right. um, like I said, I don't want to spoil it because when you read it, you're gonna you're gonna read the line, and you're gonna be like, oh, that's exactly what Agent Seventy meant. That's exactly how it sounds. Right. When I read this, I was like, yo, Jason Aaron was 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 thinking of the Black Album when he was writing i wouldn't be surprised knowing him 
you know yeah. so uh you know it, it's pretty cool basically you know the 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 uh the the story behind the story is that you know thor is you know trying to create a new hammer there's not enough uru left to build something sufficiently strong enough uh mm-hmm. to compare to the uh, original mjolnir so um that's you know that that's part of the problem um you know we're we're basically re- you know introduced to the new status quo and um thor is uh put right into the war of the realms and we leave with a cool cliffhanger um in uh the, in in hela's uh, old realm of uh Muspelheim. oh no is it niflheim mm. so yeah, that's the, basically hell so you know i would say that you know i know that uh uh it feels like you're like a million years behind on thor if you haven't been been keeping up it's not a bad jumping on point you already know what the basics are of what happened recently so pick this up You'll get a, you know, you'll, uh, some, there are going to be some parts that are going to put a smile on your face. That's why this is a huge potential click of the week for me. <laughs> okay. Jeez. Okay. Um, oh, Wait. Hopefully I'm not coming in. Uh, there we go. That's weird. Right. It, no, it, it's like it keeps echoing sometimes. Anyway, well, I want to follow that. Well, I was going to ask one, like, is this, does this absence of of Uru mean that they're going to try to do it like uh, Vibranium and be like, oh, no, there's not there's not a whole lot left. And then miraculously something happens and it's still flushed with the stuff in some oh, kind of way. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. I don't know. Like somewhere some, there was a miraculous storage of Vibranium or, or Uru that just happens to be found somewhere that, that <laughs> that's in the same place. Honestly, couldn't tell you. Couldn't sure. tell you. No problem. There was there was a point in uh, there was a point in the in the Thor books where everything was made of Uru. Mm-hmm. You know they made an Uru Iron Man armor if you remember. Uh, wow, are you really bringing up fear itself? Yeah, it was an Uru Iron Man <laughs> ham, uh, 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 Iron Man armor. So come on, mm-hmm. we got tons of that stuff floating. Around. So so maybe Thor is going to go on Armor Wars and just get, grab all that stuff back. So like yeah, yeah, all y'all still have stuff, but we need this Uru back. So. Yeah, there you go. go punching everybody out to go. Actually, probably be a good, pretty good story. Um, anyway, to to move along from that, actually, I want to follow Thor up because uh, with Exiles number four, and there is a reason why I want to do it with that, and I'm actually not going to say, but it, there is a not no so much as a, a tie, but there is a um, someone that. Um, Agent 70 brings up that happens to come along in said book in that. So the team, so this is the weird part about it. So at the end of last issue, uh, they were in New York, like oh, 1940s ish New York. And they met up with uh, the, the Captain America of that timeline who happened to be Peggy Carter. They went to go stop the Red Skull. Uh, there was an atom bomb that went off at the end of it. And so did apparently the, the Talus, which was the thing that Blink's been been carrying around and if you know the exiles you know what the, what that is all about anyway uh but for some strange reason they end up in the west indies in i think a different um on in a different universe so reality, right yeah yes um and the talus is gone so they have to be looking for so they're looking for that but they won run into one which is uh, also another classic callback to um an ever-loving blue-eyed pirate who just so happens to be um, in the area. 
because there were some spies that were spying for him that he was both meeting because there was like a, you know, a, there was a slave trade going around and the team's kind of stumps on part in that. And they help this, the, this spy, you know, get away from the people that they were his would be captors. And then they end up with meeting said uh, Blackbeard, the pirate one, Benjamin J. Grimm. Exactly. If if that wasn't... If you're familiar with like, we're talking like Kirby era. <laughs> Um, Lee and Kirby era of Fantastic Four. This is when, you know, th- this is the, the the time that they're referencing. Yeah, and it's not so much of a spoiler because it's on the cover. Exactly. So, 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 yeah. So, but however, the, the it doesn't go off the way the covers might suggest. I should go ahead and say their meeting doesn't know doesn't go off that way. So they end up basically helping uh, Ben Grimm, and there's a couple other people like the Falcon of the time, and um, another version of a Rebecca Barnes that we see. Uh, that showed that was uh, introduced last issue, but it's, as far as we know, it's not the same one. And of course, you know, some things happen with that character with uh, Valkyrie and you know, does some things. But yeah, so they are in this fight, and they're they're fighting this uh, another actually version of a classic character. If you know your Avengers lore, and I won't say the name, okay. Um, but it is a pretty much a second, third, I guess, second or third your character that's not a superhero i should point out that um has been not necessarily on the adventure side but let's just say has some dealings with them okay yes so and that's who they're fighting and uh oh and misty knight also is, comes in as a pirate and of course her and her and uh are gonna have a little thing has a little thing going on in this universe also so they're fighting garrick and Oops, I just said his name. Oh, well. Ah! <laughs> so they're fighting him, and, you know, some things happen. And the char- a character that um, Agent 70 just mentioned has a amusing yet slightly prominent role, uh, a specific role that got to shock a lot of me when I first saw it. And the way they named him was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, the battle is won, and the... the um, and uh, Talos is found, and actually, I totally don't remember what happened at the end of the book. No, no. Oh, I do. Actually, I do remember what happened at the end of the book because, um, and I'm not definitely not going to say this his name, but they uh, a villain who's been used as of recent years as a a first arc kind of a kind of a you know a preliminary car- uh, villain in the start of many books. One or two notable being uh, Uncanny Adventures shows back up, but he kind of has a he's kind of has a slight upgrade, and he's taken someone else's powers. Okay, and he, and they show and this person um, actually I'm not even sure what they what they really call him. Like he definitely names himself out, but if you see him, he's basically a um, he's basically two characters in one. Gotcha. Because he took this other character's powers. And it looks quite amusing. And I guess he's going to either be the team's adversary uh, for the, for the run of this book, or you know, the next issue coming in. Because basically, yeah, okay, he's after him. And you could pretty much say that there's also a person on the team who knows this person relatively well. So if you know the roster and you know the ties to the, to this character, you know who I'm talking about. Otherwise, that pretty good read. You know, Exiles is kind of something that's kind of like, like yeah, it's out there the whole multiversal stuff. But they get to get, they get to play around a little bit because they're going into different, um, you know, multiverses. 
mm-hmm. and you know you can get it. I, that's why I've always liked the, the, the original version for that. You know, just to see what kind of saloonists they kind of cook up with. But and they seem to be kind of keeping that still in this book. Gotcha. Um, All right. Uh, do you want to get into a little rapid fire so we can wrap up? Sure. All right. I only got one more left, so. Spin it up. All righty. So uh, let me run through mine, and you can take care of your last book. Uh, Mech Cadet U number nine. This is uh, Boom Studios by Greg Pak and uh, Takeshi Miyazawa. If you are not reading this now, catch up. Go back to number one. Get this on Comixology. Get uh, uh, the trade paperbacks. This book is so much fun. I'm looking forward to introducing this. It's it's mildly scary. I don't know if I would give it give it to like the super young reader, but I would be more than comfortable giving this to a younger reader and saying, look, this is storytelling mixed with beautiful art. Read this. It's easy to understand. Lots of fun. Um, Mr. Miracle number nine is so crazy. It's so crazy. And obviously Tom King is drawing upon some real life things that are going on. Um, uh, I don't necessarily want to spoil everything, but um, the, 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 the war and apocalypse is winding down. And uh, some of the things that happen when a war winds down happen at a negotiating table. And what happens at the negotiating table in this issue is hysterical. It's also very crazy. And as we all know, we're still not sure what exactly is going on because of, you know, uh, we're not sure what uh, Scott Free's mental status is at this point. So um, that's all still up in the air. We still have a few issues to go before we find out what it is that's happening. And finally, for me, is Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man number 305. Um, For anyone who's looking for a a cool Spidey story, yeah, it's a little wacky because it's in an alternate reality. Um, You know, Spider-Man, his sister Teresa, and J. Jonah Jameson, of all people, are are time and reality hopping. And, um, uh, you know... Things you know, things go go awry when they go back to try to talk to uh, um, uh, young Peter Parker, and you know that's the whole uh, idea behind the story is that that particular interaction goes very poorly. Um, you know, I, I've said it before. What's cool about Spectacular is that they are not um, leaving it out to dry. They are absolutely incorporating what's happened in Spectacular uh, to this point. Um, i.e. The, uh, the the reveal of Peter's secret identity to J. Jonah Jameson. I'm not spoiling anything at this point. It's been out there for a while. So, um, you know, they're, they're incorporating that in Amazing. But at the same time, Amazing has been trying to wrap up that big run by Dan Slott. If you're looking for, like, super action um, uh, stories with Spidey and kind of inspirational and just fun at the same time, Peter Parker Spectacular is, is, is where you need to go, where you need to be reading is what you need to be reading, where you need to go to get that kind of story. Gotcha. All right. And you're up. All right. Well, my last book uh, is Titan Special Number 1. Okay. So this is Nightwing trying to get the group back together, but it's not the, the full group that you think it would be. It is actually... Um, and some of it has come out of metal, which I have not read, so I don't know. And the the, the troubles that t- uh, the, the the Titans were having in their in their book already, when they were already pretty much broke up because the lead came to them 
and said, shut this down. And, and I think Nightwing was like, fine, we're shutting this down or whatever the case may be. And people were, they were already split up. And I'm trying to wonder if I'm like behind on something because there's, there's a couple of things that got brought up that I'm like, like, am, am I missing something or not? Because as far as I know, I think I'm caught up on um, Titans. But anyway, he, so um, he goes to, Nightwing goes to the league to tell them that hey, I'm going to I'm going to put the, the team together because there needs to be a team out there because apparently the source wall came down during metal, which if you've read metal, you would probably know that about now. So it's not really a supporter. So this this is causing a whole bunch of new metas to come about, and uh, Nightwing wants to put it together to basically try to find these uh, these emerging metas, and you know. Not necessarily take care of them, but just to find them, just kind of um, walk them through the 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 rapid on, the onset of their powers. I guess I'm not. He wasn't really specific about that because he wasn't really, he wasn't really trying to like capture them to, to to put them away or anything. But he just wants to get them get out there in front of it, so that hey, when these when these people when people start you know manifesting their powers, that they could have some place to to kind of. Uh, you know, to try to deal with that, basically, I guess, because and the, his reasoning for this was because he was following this one uh, one young lady with whose powers had emerged and was running away from it. And he didn't handle it right. And the something ended up happening. And that's what caused him to want to, to put this team together. So he went to the league uh, to tell him he was doing this. And the league was like, OK, yeah, we needed a team like this. So. Uh, you know, you could do this and, and it'll be, a, you know, a Justice League you know, sanctioned group. Mm. And he was like, you know, well, we're not telling you, I'm not telling you this because, uh, you know, I wanted your blessing. I'm telling you, so I wanted to do this anyway. So anyway, that, that whole thing goes about, he goes off to make his team. And as I said, it's a weird mix of Teen Titans. And, um, well, it's Teen Titans, a couple of, well, at least one Titan. And then one of the new, well, I guess technically, a young Justice character, aka also another Teen Titans character, an old, old Teen Titans character, and a newish character, I guess. Like you, you would, you would know this character if you if you've been around for a while and you know who they're related to. Okay, and, but who apparently I haven't seen in a while and didn't know too much about their their powers right now. So seeing them in here, not knowing who it was in the beginning until a, a name popped up, I was like, okay, well, that's what this is. But yeah, so this is you know, like I said, Nightwing putting this putting this group together, and they end up um, dealing with some stuff that happens around trying to find these new emerging metas. And I think uh, at the end of the book, or, or at the end of the book, there's a, a big bad that pops his head up that's going to give them some trouble back in the uh, Titans book. And apparently, something happened with the team's Titans where they're going rogue or something. I think that's that's kind of something that's been playing out on Team Titans. Mm-hmm. So it was an interesting read. It was cool. I'm like, that's it, like I said, it was just weird to see the mix of team that they put together, right? But I'm like, but the, it kind of made sense as to why these these folks, some of these folks, were together, or that that this team was put together the way it was. Okay. So. All right. So um, I guess we are coming to our clicks of the week. I don't know if anyone has contributed, but uh, here comes the sound. Uh, no, and I totally forgot the F, but. Oh. 
And uh, I well, wait. I, I'm assuming we have one because it looks like you have yours. Oh yeah, easy for me. And so we go ahead and wait and say it. Let me just do it. Sure. Mine is Thor number one by Jason Aaron, Mike Del Mundo, with a backup story by uh, who did the backup story? Uh, Christian Ward of uh, Black Bolt fame. Yeah. Oh wow, he's writing now. No, he did the art. Oh, he did the art because uh, the backup story is uh, Jason Aaron, of course. Oh, okay. No, you you just said Christian Ward. I was like, wait, he did. He's he's an artist, but I didn't think he was writing. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Fail while we wait and see if we're actually going to get something from the other two cats. Um, I kind of hate to do this because, it's like I said earlier, I kind of halfway read it and I'm not finished yet, but it's shaping up to be, even from what I read, kind of shaping up to be interesting. And that would be Marvel 2 and 1 Annual number one. All righty. Like I do like Ex- the Exiles was was interesting and the and the callback to to uh, Pirate Ben was cool, but like the Marvel two and one scene, like it kind of has some more meat to it. Cool. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more, you know, a lot more to it because it's uh, annual sized uh, annual. Uh, well, I mean, just in the story that I read so far, which is basically, you know, yeah, because it's got the annual number of pages to it. So mm-hmm. you know, they had uh, uh, Zdarsky had some more space to really examine. Uh, uh, you know, this particular or these particular relationships. Right. Okay. So uh, we haven't heard back from uh, our other co-hosts, so we can safely move forward mm-hmm. with our first ad of the night. Our first ad of the night is for Funko fun at first sight. You're home for exclusive collectibles, such as their world famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel, t-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise, custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, Go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funko through cspn.us. Do it today. All righty. So I guess we're going to move into the news. All righty. So uh, we'll tag so again, team. You want to go ahead and start it off while I get the screen share up? You got it. So our first piece of cinematic news is Samuel L. Jackson thinks Nick Fury could have stopped Infinity War. Really? Uh- so I put this in here because when we talked about Infinity War, I mentioned as much. Well, and I, maybe not stop it, but it seemed like he could have, he could have, because even the article says like, or he says in this article, which he was doing this on while he was doing this junket for uh, Incredibles 2, which mm-hmm. apparently is out today, which is kind of funny because uh, at the end of the article, or at the end of the article, Brad Bird's like, like, when did this turn into an Infinity War junket? 
<laughs> but um so yeah so anyway the so sam jay was talking and he was basically saying oh yeah you know fury could have could have stopped could have uh could have done something about you know infinity war and i'm sitting here like i don't know about stop but he definitely would have been ahead of the game because if you think about it when the avengers started that's kind of what he was doing mm-hmm. he was putting together to, to put the team together to stop something he like he, some stuff that he knew was coming mm-hmm so, and that was kind of his, I'm paraphrasing, but that was kind of what he was saying with this article. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. But without, you know, but if, if, uh, if uh, New School Nick Fury had been able to stop Infinity War, we would not have gotten our next story. True. Or it would have went out way differently. <laughs> and that would be Avengers Infinity War hits $2 billion at the worldwide box office. So yeah, the joint made money, which uh, surprise. Yeah, seriously, two billion dollars. I, I like how the site used the article, used the, um, a screen cap from from something that was not even used in the movie. Yeah, right. But also, they're making it rain. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like I see what you were doing there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's the fourth film in history to hit two billion at the box office, mm-hmm. and it's still going. Yeah, that it is. Wait, did they even actually say? Oh yeah, Avatar, Titanic, and Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Which wait, didn't Black Panther? Nope. Which well, yeah, no man, that's a whole other story right there. We're gonna just move on because don't get me started on that. No, nah, niggas will take us. There's always that, and like they've always been looking for something that's gonna unseat Black Panther. And even in the, the middle of this article, I was about to say it blew. Like we all knew it was going to blow past. Black yeah. Panther, no matter what we were rooting for, you know what I mean? Well, one way or another, yeah, that's yeah. The, that's for sure. That's what people have been. Yeah. yeah. Like for I remember, one reason or another. I remember we were going through the news in the midst of the the, the Black Panther box office uh, 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 accumulation stories, and I just remember thinking, man. If Black Panther's pulling this much, what's Infinity War gonna pull? Yeah, and I'm sure that you know that and, more other people thinking of right. similar for a different reason. But hey, good for it. You know, yeah. hey, you, like and like you said, it's not like we didn't know it was going to make some money. Exactly, exactly. So, all righty, uh, our next story is uh, there's a report that Jordan Peele of Key and Peele, and more notably Get Out. Mm-hmm. Wants to reboot Gargoyles as a movie. When I read this, I was, I had the stupidest grin on my face for a while. <laughs> you and a bunch of other people, apparently, because like I haven't, because anytime you bring up Gargoyles, people are like, oh, yes, yes, that was awesome, great, and blah, blah, you know, it just keeps going on, going on. So, you know. Listen, Gargoyles was on during this weird time when I at least was like, uh, you know, in my latter years in college and just not. You know, it wasn't like anything out there. It definitely mm. carried a lot of mature themes, and it had voice talent from the next generation of Star Trek. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like this weird amalgamation of like just cool things, and it was just too short lived. Yeah, I'm ashamed to admit that I haven't like I have I did watch a few. Of, I remember watching a few episodes of it, but I didn't get in as deep into it as other people did, and not for lack of wanting to. It's just that you know I think I was like like you said was in school and you know things were things so i couldn't really catch it like i wanted to but yeah people who were there for it that was probably younger than us also and yeah <laughs> we're you know we're definitely like yes 
you know, it seems like well, listen, I remember, everything. Yeah, I remember picking up a Goliath action figure where he had like the fold out wings. It was pretty cool. Right. So, so I'm actually thinking, I'm like, I wonder if the DVDs are out there for this because I would definitely go back and. Yeah, where's yeah, like where's it streaming? I want to watch it again. Exactly. Which, and that's another thing. It's like, how come a lot of shows like this are don't are not on streaming services? <laughs> Waiting for the demand, I guess. I mean, maybe it'll be on the uh, Disney streaming service because I don't know. Well, yeah, I would imagine. You, I would hope so. Yeah. So, but anyway, that is that. We'll see if that takes takes flight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You anyway, want to move right Do you want the Do you want the drum roll? Here you go. Yeah, I don't. I mean that. Honestly, probably didn't deserve it, but thank you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got next. Yep. Loeb explains why Marvel's most wanted pilot has not aired. Uh, blame Disney. Or excuse me, not Disney. Blame APC, apparently. Because if he had his way, he would have he would have had it put away, which I obviously would be the case. Mm. So um, it says here in this article that, let me see if the direct quote is in here. Yeah, ABC, we all know. And, you know, uh, so Marvel's Most Wanted was the the uh, spinoff from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that was going to star uh, Adrian uh, Palicki as Bobby Morris, a.k.a. Mar- uh, uh, Mockingbird, and um, her hubby, um, I want to keep wanting to call him, yeah, Lance Hunter. I keep wanting to call him Lance Pants. I'm sorry to Hunter for that. Um but it never got picked up, which left the two stars, you know, and they couldn't really, the way they read, got rid of, got them written out in the story, they couldn't really just come back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That was the bummer on both sides of that, because I was like, wow, that's a dumb way to, to write them out like that, even if you were going to put a plot and put a, put a thing to it. So basically, yeah, um, that never happened. There was a pilot made, and Jeff Lopes handled it. Like, yeah, it was great, but unfortunately, they, they can't, it's not going to be aired because of um, ABC. Because they don't want to air it, and he can't do anything about that. So, but apparently, according to him, it was great. <laughs> it was a great uh, pilot. We'll never know. Right. All right. So Jeff Loeb also has our next story, which is Jeff Loeb reveals what's holding an aged Carter revival back. Which is the same, pretty much the same uh, answer as the previous article, and that blame ABC. Wow. <laughs> I'm, that is me saying that. Um. Because come on, they shouldn't have got rid of that show. Mm-hmm. But um, actually, let me see. Does it actually say here what? So it's a shame. Yeah, so he just says it's a shame that the network canceled it and wanted to, and wanted to put me back in something more mainstream. You know, Marvel didn't didn't want it to end. There was a lot of online campaigns to bring her back. Fans loved her. I think it was just a network economical thing. Uh, let's put Haley in. in well, in something more mainstream, less genre specific to see if we can get higher ratings, which they did, and I'm not sure that that did all that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and unfortunately, that isn't as an extra anything got to under control of it, but maybe in small ways, characters like them. Well, anyway, basically, yeah, ABC was fault. <laughs> okay. So that's 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 the takeaway I read from it, and I believe that kind of plays into the next. No, it does not, because yeah. Because I believe uh, there was another article out there saying, and I may have it in here or not, saying it's like, I'm, or at least had me thinking, boy, if only Agent Carter had a had a uh, network or a parent with a couple of different networks that they could have put this back on instead of, um, you know, them having to hunt for another network. Because I think that was a tweet that went out there a little while ago, uh, or this week around this article. Okay. Anyway, we're right along. 
Alrighty, so our next story is Ant-Man and the Wasp gets stunning classic comic-inspired Empire cover. Nice. Yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, they have it here, so you can see some of it on the uh, video. If you are watching it, it looks cool. It shows uh, Ant-Man, Wasp, and the uh, antagonist, the Ghost, played by Hannah John Kamen, who's awesome. Nice. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please don't, uh, you know, kind of have a Infinity War hangover and forget to show up for Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm sure <laughs> good time. That would be some funny thing is that in the middle of the film, you just hear and then one of them disappears or something. <laughs> or, or Hank Pym just right. disappears or something. I don't know. Awful. <laughs> All right. Next up is, uh, I guess we're not tag teaming where I'm just going to start shouting these out. Um oh. Marvel Studios launches a 10th anniversary website featuring new posters. I really like some of these posters. Yeah, some of them are cool. Uh, I think Taika Waititi um, had his poster up. Oh, he had a poster with Korg? Uh, I believe that. Well, I don't know if he had one, but there was one that he showed that he did a tweet of. Um, it said something like Friend of Doug. <laughs> and they had Korg on there, but it, but it looked just like these posters. I, so oh, I'm not sure if that was an actual poster or that's something he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, it was like more than a friend of Doug's. I think is is what it said. Oh, God, just like these kind of. So I I thought that was cool. And I'm not sure if that one was a real one or not. But right. but yeah. So there's but there is the the website out there. And did you did you look at uh, so do, wait did you get Black Panther the Blu-ray? Yes. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the feature? The ten year feature, I have not yet. I admit. Okay, yeah, I watched a little bit of it. It's kind of cool. That's all I was gonna say about that. So next up, um, Star Wars. Don't expect Ryan Johnson's uh, trilogy until at least twenty twenty, which I guess makes sense because we're not finished with this one just yet. Mm-hmm. So makes sense. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, the DC Universe service eyes August launch. That's coming up soon, folks. And it includes comics, movies, and shows. Talk Which, about a one-stop shop. Yeah, I still don't know whether it's going to be worth it, but they would have to. Uh, it can't be no worse or no better. Can't be no worse than that stupid WWE. I said stupid because I don't. Oh no! But um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, look, there's a lot of DC animated stuff. They, they maybe they'll put Birds of Prey on there, but that's on C that CWC. That I don't know. I thought if they'll do that. So yeah, I don't know. That's going to have to have. That's going to have a have to have a lot for me to plunk down some money to even try it, and I'm sure they'll have like a seven day trial or something of it. What's awful is that I can barely bring myself to read like two or three books a month. We're talking Batman, Justice League, and Mister Miracle. That's um, Mister Miracle. Actually, I'm reading more than that. Mister Miracle, Trinity, and the both of the Titans books. Yeah, and I, I think there's, I think there's another. Hmm? I can't even bring myself to read the Titans right now. Yeah. I mean, before that metal thing went off, that it was it was actually had a nice little thing going on. But again, metal came along and messed things up. I got you. Kind of, even though it, it didn't really necessarily have that much to do with it. Uh, either one of them, that I think about, it. I think one of them tied in a little bit more closely to it than than not. But yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it's kind of shame that that happens. All righty. Um, Suicide Squad sequel hires new writers. Okay. Uh, David Barkatz and Todd Stashwick will be writing the script to the uh, DC Supervillain team's next cinematic adventure, along with director co-writer Gavin O'Connor. Good luck to them. Hope you can come up with something better. 
Yeah, apparently the cat's person is doing the spawn reboot. Okay. Okay. Oh, and Stashwick was a series regular on the 12 Monkeys series that Sci-Fi had. Okay. okay. Sure. Next. Jeff Johns to write and produce a Green Lantern Corps movie. Really? Yep. Which we'll have more uh, news about Jeff Johns later. So that kind of ties into that. Okay. Um, next up. Uh, but, 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 I don't think there was anything else. Uh, yeah, we'd like to work into this other news later. Kingsman sequel, prequel, spinoff, and TV show all in the works. I got to so, admit, I have not yet seen the first Kingsman. I have seen them both. As a matter of fact, I watched uh, the second one as recent as uh, like a week and a half ago. It was all right. You know, those movies are all right. I don't know. I, I, I may think I still like the first one better because it was just a little crazy. It was a little out there for a little bit, but yeah, I was like, they were good. So yeah, if you if you're one of those ones who saw the both of the Kingsman movies and liked them, hey, you're getting some more. And I'm pretty sure that there might have been some more stuff attached to this or come along. With, oh yeah, because I think um, there might be like a kickass or something else that might be going along with this because this just so happened to be focused on this one. I saw another article out there about some other stuff that they're trying to do. Okay. Um, but next, the legendary poster for Star Trek: The Motion Picture is getting a limited edition release. Mm-hmm. Cool, they're releasing it. I love that poster. I've always liked that poster. It's always been uh, lots of cool colors for me. Yes. So if you're watching the video, you can see what that is now. And if you don't know, hey, guess what? Star Trek movies did not start in 2009. <laughs> Star Trek Motion Picture was the very first Star Trek movie with the, uh, the original crew. And it was, it's better than people than, than people say it was. I think I, I have a fondness for that movie, but that one's paying. But then again, when you know that Wrath of Com comes right after it, it's kind of, you know. It gets left out there. Anywho, um, it's Hollywood, not Chinese censors, keeping your characters straight. So basically, this was an article that uh, CBR wrote up saying that sometimes you've gotten, um, sometimes we've gotten the, the excuse that, hey, yeah, we're, we're trying to get this movie, you know, XYZ movie for to be to play in Chinese market, when in certain cases that's not the case because. Uh, as this article goes on to say, Chinese market doesn't really censor much outside of the depictions of its own, you know, people and or more more for like the military and stuff like that. Okay, so that's the only kind of stuff that they actually censored. It's stuff about like um, um, do, dealing with sexuality and stuff like that. They don't, they don't, they don't really, um, they don't really censor for that kind of stuff. So that's been a lie that Hollywood's been telling you. That's the short story of this article. But you should read it. It's, it's kind of interesting. Okay. All righty. So we move on to, is there anything in clickbait or anything else that you want to talk about? There's always something in clickbait, but uh, now we can, we can move on. All righty. So in comic book news, we have uh, Valiant announcing a new lineup of series for 2018 and beyond. Right. You, know, you know what? I'm lying. Actually, but I'm not just going to bring this. I'm, I'm only bringing this up because I thought it was something funny. So there is an article in Clickback. The, the, the show notes are there. If you follow my Twitter, you can see it. Uh, if we really need to do something with this stuff. But there was an article out there about who put She-Hulk in a coma in Civil War II exactly. And that one, I'd actually kind of forgotten about some of that stuff. And there's also another one about, um, well, I guess we'll, we'll kind of get into that later on. But basically an interview with Tom King about an upcoming uh, um I guess crossover event that's that's happening. Okay. 
yeah, and some other news I've become. Marvel's Star Wars Red. Oh wait, did you do that one already? I did. That was the first one. Wait, no one. Valiant one was the first. Yeah, Valiant one. was first, yeah. Okay, so you did that one. Um, so I was right in saying that Marvel Star Wars comics introduces Solo's movie MacGuffin, and that would be the hyper. Um, that would be the fuel that they use at near the end of the movie. If you haven't seen Solo yet, what, what are you waiting on? Because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen this or Deadpool two. I haven't seen Deadpool two, and I Deadpool two, and I don't <laughs> Deadpool two. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> Shout out to Harley Quinn, I guess. I don't know. Oh, no. uh, but yeah, but basically, so there is um, there is a fuel that ends up being used in in Solo's movie uh, that shows up in the comics recently. Okay. So yeah, there you go. All right. So uh, next up is uh, Havoc's Axis Inversion comes to an end in X Men Blue. Wow, who wrote ah. this? What? That, man, that dude that wrote this. He must be. Where'd that dude come from? He's Who's something. that? Tim? Yeah, Tim uh, Adams. I mean, I don't know who that dude. Shout out to Tim Dog Nineteen. <laughs> so this is this is a funny article because it's like, well, because. Axis, so if you don't know, real quick, uh, Axis was when the, the hero's his, um, personalities got turned evil some kind of way. It was kind of silly. Uh, and you still don't even know when some of the people came out of it or did or ever came out of it at all because it just kind of got swept under the rug. So apparently, Havoc's inversion has come to an end fairly recently in X-Men Blue 28. I don't know how because I really didn't read it. I just put that article in there just saying that that actually happened. So I'm like, uh. And it also made me remember, it's like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Because once again, like the all that inversion stuff just kind of got. We all forgot away. about it. Exactly. Yeah. Because you because some of the people's like, okay, we saw, sure, it happened to some people. But there were some people that were still under the effects of inversion. And we don't know what happened. It was, that whole thing was weird. If you feel froggy, go check out your exes. But don't, don't worry about it. Uh, Marvel Comics just reunited its most dangerous duo, and this is a spoiler for Infinity Countdown 4, which I believe you read? Yes, last week. Yes. So, guess who's back? Uh, guess who's back as a tag team, y'all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Silver Surfer is now, once again, and probably forever, a Herald of Galactus, which, is he still the Lightbringer in this boy, or no. no? No, 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 no. That's another part of the okay. story in Infinity Countdown number four, which is uh, the Lightbringer is no more. As part of the story, uh, Galactus reverts to his former self. Of course. <laughs> As they tend to do. I'm like, come on. Give us some good, and then they take it away. Anywho, uh, 1980s flashback in Amazing Spider-Man annual, a.k.a. Saladin Ahmed is writing Amazing Spider-Man annual number one. Congrats to him. When is this coming out? Says September 19th. Okay, cool. Yep, and your boy Greg Land is doing the... I'm just kidding. No! I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's Gary Brown who's doing the art for this. Um. Yeah, we won't go. Uh, I can't really go too much into it, but yeah, apparently it has something to do with a, a, an '80s flashback. So, yeah, well, check that. I guess that's our demo. We're in that demographic. So, yeah, basically. So, all right. So, wait. What the hell is a story? When did this come out? Domino supposedly is going to join Marvel's The Avengers for the first time. So, I believe that is. In, I believe that is in this week's book. Domino book. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the, the this week's Domino books where she comes, she becomes an Avenger. Remember when they were? Well, let's be real. Uh, the Avengers 
have been selectively selective about who who's joined them. Remember when they said Wolverine would never be an Avenger? Caps specifically said that. Well, that was you know pre-Bendis, right? So and. I, it, it always trips me out because there's that one Avengers, I think it was 221, where they were trying to do a new lineup and they had a bunch of people's pictures up mm-hmm. who then would never think, they would never think to become an Avenger. And then later on, like you said, because of Bendis and others are now actually Avengers. That's always except, funny. For, except for Rom Space Knight because he doesn't belong to Marvel. Right. He doesn't work in Marvel anymore. So. Yeah, he's over in the, in the IDW. IDW. IDW? Yeah, IDW. Yeah. Wow, that's... But you remember yeah, so, on that cover. Uh, yeah, no, I'm glad. That's interesting that you even remember that part. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's almost as if they took that issue. It was like, oh, yeah, I want to put that person in the book. But anyway, that, that, that's all history at this point. So, yeah, Domino's apparently is going to be an adventure. And I think it's in, I haven't read this issue, but I don't know. Ah, uh, look that's, at our review copy. Yeah, I mean, I actually bought it, but I hadn't had a chance to read it. So, I don't know what's, what's, what's the deal. So, that's the thing. Like, okay, yeah, adventures are taking everybody. All right, you got next. Uh, Unstoppable Wasp back from cancellation with new ongoing. And as I said on Twitter, that is awesome news because that, that book is actually pretty cool. Boy, why couldn't that happen with the two Black Panther books that were canceled mercilessly and quickly? It's the truth. And on that note also, um, actually, I'm going to do these next two. Oh. And actually, um, because speaking of back by popular demand, Iceman book has also returned from cancellation and is coming back this September. Okay. So I'm, so so I'm just going to oh, go, you go ahead then I'm going to do the cynical take. No, I was going to say um just yeah, same writer and, and I think artist, I'm not sure if that was the same artist or not. So, but yeah, that that book's back. You want the cynical take on these two announcements? Uh, go for it. They want as much Wasp and Ant-Man stuff out there as possible, so they're announcing that it's coming back from cancellation in a new series. Even though it's returning in the fall, they want to at least get eyes on this particular new story. And it is Pride Month, if I'm not mistaken, so of course they're going to announce that Iceman is coming back as well, given the revelations of that character's sexuality. So, you know, that's the cynic in me saying, hey, these announcements are uh, coincidentally timed. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't disagree with part of that. So that I would imagine the the the, the wasp one kind of sort of fits in that that same vein too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Like I said, I'm glad to see both of those books going back because there was a market for both of those books even oh. though they were canceled. But at the same time, like I said just a minute ago, where's the two Black Panther books that got killed? Killed because if by that logic. They should have brought back those two around the Black Panther, but they didn't. Uh, they, they should have. That's that's when they should have released them. Let's be honest. Well, that is also true. Yeah, but, you know, so, or at least kept them up until then. But yeah, I don't know because yeah, Black Panther just started with a new number one. Regardless, it is what it is now. And like if yeah, if they did come back, bad. that was bad timing. That was just bad. Terrible. Was, period. No, but, no, but in the <laughs> no, but in terms of you mentioned the the, the relaunch of Black Panther, where mm. where that particular volume of uh, Coates' run you know, that volume of the book was coming to an end just when the movie was out. Right. So that's just bad time. That's just not good corporate synergy, people. No. Like, um, I, like I said, it's just bad. So, yeah, timing, synergy, all that, it's still bad. That's all it is. But moving right along, 
I want to back yeah, a little bit because Roddy can go on and on about this. You know? I could, and I want because the, the, there's there's that's probably an hour's worth. If we of, did a, uh, exactly, if we did a mixtape of Roddy, you know, highlights <laughs> of all of Roddy's uh, misgivings about what. Yeah, you know, my, my rants about that are, yeah. are well well recorded. Uh, so. Marvel seems to be retconning Ant-Man and Wasp's controversial uh, abuse arc, which I forgot to mention. Well, I didn't forget to mention, but because when Dirk came in while while um, I was talking about Ant-Man and Wasp, we didn't get a chance to get to it. But in the Ant-Man and Wasp number one, uh, the living the living legends story, uh, not the not the Ant-Man Wasp one, right. but um, or actually, I take that back. Mm, it was the Ant-Man and Wasp one, I think. I don't remember. It was one of those. Regardless, so yeah, as you can see on the video, they basically started the book off with a recap of, um, um, you know, uh, Janet and Hank's, you know, early history as 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 Black Panther, uh, as Ant Man and Wasp. What they omitted was the the fact that they kind of stopped. Like as like yeah, it says here they were legendary team together. They shared a love bright as shame the stars. But they but what they didn't do was talk about the fact that um, uh, you know they didn't do the stuff after that when when Hank was having a nervous breakdown, he slapped the wop and all that kind of good stuff. So so it seemed like either they intentionally or intentionally or not, but they kind of gloss over the fact that there there was a history of domestic violence in their in their uh, coupling. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of, you know, it's like I said, once they went past this book, they just, I mean, once they went past this page, so just kind of just went on with the rest of the story. So, and that was the part I didn't get to, to mention last week. So, okay, yeah, whether that was intentional, whether that was intentional, and I have no reason to believe that. It, I would just assume reason that that it was probably intentional that they did that, but I don't know that for certain. We, gotcha. we will never know that. Gotcha. All righty, but it's the thing that they did, and we should never forget. Got okay. <laughs> Um, right. so, so some let me phrase that. Some of us of a, of a certain vintage we'll never forget. You know, the right. newer folks won't know nothing. Um, Spider Man PS4 is showcasing new gameplay video. Yo, Spider Man PS4 looks awesome because uh, so E3 was this past weekend and there was a lot of gaming announcements. This was the only one that was definitely tied to video game uh, to to comics. So, mm-hmm. um, so if anybody has a PS4. You know, I shouldn't say that because it's not out there, but there is some gameplay. If you are interested in this, you should go check it out. Go look for the PS4 uh, gameplay that they that they showed. It looks great. It looks it's shaping up to be a good, um, a damn good um, Spider-Man game. It is made by the folks who did Search Set Overdrive and, uh, and a few other games. Sucker Bunch, I believe. Wait, is this an assignment or Sucker Bunch? I'm fucking it up. You got me. It's Sucker Punch. I believe it's Sucker Bunch. Uh, either way, you should go check that out because, like, again, that is, um, yeah, that the game is looking good so far. Yep. And, and uh, Insomniac, I was right. Um, not Sucker Punch. I get I always get Insomniac and Sucker Punch confused because they have done a couple of, uh, they have done games in the past that would warrant them to, to do a game like this. So, either way. Like I said, go check it out. That yeah, when it's coming out uh, September seventh, by the way. I was gonna say I know that myself and Tim Dog ninety eight have been talking about getting this game and getting a PS four just for this game. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get a Marvel, uh, the Marvelous Capcom. Um, what was it? What was it called? The oh, uh, Infinite. Infinite, right? And I heard bad things about it, but yeah, I was gonna say ultimately I'm probably gonna pick it up on sale as I'm getting um, 
uh, Spider-Man, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Sp- this new Spider-Man PS4 game. Sure. So. Oh, and um, actually going back to clickbait, there was an article that's in there that talks about the, um, the villains that show up um, during the course of this gameplay villain. Basically, it's the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. And um, they're working for somebody, and they don't show who they're working for, even though it is kind of alluded that, hey, they're working for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, my money is on Green Goblin. Could be Doc Ock, but I don't think it'd be working with him because he'd be with them, not working for them. But we don't know. Like I said, the last thing we see in the, in the at the end of the trailer is Spidey getting his ass beat and uh, somebody pops up, but we don't know who it is. Right. So, right. So, needless to say, this is going to be some. This, this is going to be good. <laughs> I think this I is going to be good. So. I think so too. Yeah. Alrighty. So DC just dusted off and then killed an obscure superhero team. Okay. So this. This super- is trying to open the story, peoples. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know who these people are. Uh, what team is this? Uh, I don't know who it is. So, so if you're looking at the the video, there's uh the man they call Dynamo. I guess that was his name. Okay, I'm sure Matt Wang probably knows who these people are. I still, you know, another thing about it, I bought this issue and I still don't know. Um, I still haven't read it yet. Um, and there was another, I was a human dynamo and I don't know who the other person was, but for some strange reason, they brought her back just to kill him again. Okay. And it, during the course of Deathstroke versus Batman, weirdly enough. You got me. Yeah. Don't know. Chase. That's the other one. All right. Uh, you got next. Uh, a DC themed Snapchat lens could get you into Comic-Con. So, hey, if you want to, so I guess this is, um, okay, thank you. So we got one, uh, Tim Dog 98 saying that his click of the week is store number one. Yay. So thereby, so we got, it was good. It was (laughs) good. Nice. So that back to the story. Um, so yeah, apparently uh, there's a contest or something. Uh, this is a Snapchat uh, Snap's first Lens Studio Challenge uh, involving a big name company, which means that I guess so. Basically, what they want you to do is make a Snapchat Lens uh, depicting something in the DC universe. I guess uh, not unlike that Dazzler one that happened like last week. I'm assuming. And then I guess if, if they use it, then you get a trip to Comic-Con in July, which I, I'm assuming that's going to be soon because Comic-Con is soon. So I guess go out there. If there's something in the article, you can go check it out. Um, DC Entertainment President Diane Nelson exits the company. In fact, there's, that is a, a couple of uh, exits we'll be talking about in the next minute or so. Mm-hmm. Because that along with Jeff Johns exits DC Entertainment for writing and producing deal. And one of those deals was the one that you heard about earlier, that being the the, the Green Lantern uh, daily. Uh, let's see. Next up, also, in addition to that, he will be doing Jeff Johns uh, launching Shazam and Three Jokers titles and a lot, along with new pop-up imprint. So... Okay. So he basically got out of one job to start another one, and he pretty much must have already had all this stuff in the, in his pocket <laughs> for 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 this to already be out here like that. But yeah, like I said, he's doing a uh, Three Jokers uh, title, a Shazam title. Um, 
Oh, along with a new pop-up imprint at DC Comics called The Killing Zone. I would say not to be confused with The Killing Joke, but we don't know that actually for sure. We don't know that for sure. Yeah, so The Killing Zone will be, will be a slate of comic books focusing on new and lesser-known DC characters and titles, although no specifics are given, which you would think those new, those new books that they put out would have been along with, uh, along with this. Like Silencer and all of that. Yeah, but we don't know. Either way, that's all's coming. He's got some stuff in the works and, you know, giving it one job for another one. But speaking of that job. Um, so Jim Lee has been new DC Entertainment Chief Creative Officer. Mm-hmm. And now, why won't the, the thing, did I miss it? So, yeah. So Jim Lee is now taking over for for uh, Jeff Johns as new as DC uh, Entertainment Chief Creative Officer. There you go. One door opens, the other one closes, or vice versa. Um, let's see, did that one, did that one. Oh, by the way, you may or may not have heard of this one, but a little company named uh, AT&T uh, was trying to buy Time Warner, and uh, that, that deal's going through. So, which means, as we have come to find out, AT&T now owns um, Warner Brothers, DC Comics, and the rest of Time Warner. So, your cable bill is about to get a whole lot. I'm just kidding. Um, actually, that might not that's, that might not be too far off the truth. Oh, they also own C, uh, AB, uh, HBO and CNN. So, yeah, AT&T now owns uh, com- DC. DC. Comics, yeah, yeah, for the comic band of this, but yeah, that just. This deal is a whole big thing. Yep. All right. Um, so DC announces a full artist slate for 2019 DC Inc. and Zoom books. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, that those these are the the middle, the the, the young adult books uh, imprints. Okay. That, that we talked about, and yeah, we got like Super Sun book of DC. I think we talked about some of this before, but yeah, there's some stuff that they're coming up with. We talked about some of these before, and I think they've added some some more stuff to it, like a. Um, a Harley Quinn book and a, and a Catwoman book. So, yeah. Stuff for the youngsters. All right. Uh, 41 Corners covers and counting for Batman number 50. So, we talked about it last week. There was like 13. Then now there's double that. I can't remember how much it was. But, yeah. There's a lot of covers. Good gracious. Yep. <laughs> uh, Sean Murphy's Batman White Knight joins DC's uh, Black Label imprint. So if you don't know about this one, this is, I, I know I've talked about this, but this is basically when the Joker turns good, Batman turns bad, and um, it was a damn good story. You should go check it out. And the paperback is going to be released on October 9th, I guess, on Black Label. So, cool. All right. Not to be confused with Johnny Walker Black Label, but okay. Exactly. Uh... Uh, in, our, in our next bit of news, uh, the Legion of Superheroes was almost relaunched by Jim Lee and Gail Simone. Which, yeah, it seems to be uh, weeks of, well, it seems to be at least a couple of weeks of, you know, Gail Simone, things that haven't been, that, that's been shelved, that's mm-hmm. kind of been out there. Which is a shame, but she's a pretty good writer. Because I think her, oh yeah, her Plastic Man came out this week, and Domino that she's writing. Uh, but I didn't get a chance to read either one, so... Yeah, so League of uh, League of Legion of Superheroes was apparently this person who wrote the article almost fangasms about in the course of this article. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, Jean Lun Jean Lun 
Yang, I apologize for butchering your name, sir. Gene uh, Yang reveals first artwork for Superman Spanish smashes the clan. It sounds like I can't read. This is also part of that the DC Zoom middle grade imprint, but I don't think it was in that article because I think this came out slightly after that. So we get some artwork from it. As you can see, if you're watching the, the, the video. It's very Fleischer Superman. Right? Um, and definitely younger versions, younger looking versions of uh, Lois and Jimmy. And I don't know who this other character is, unless that's Perry White and a couple other people. So, looks good. Uh, Ethan Van Skyver, is it Skyver or Seaver? Skyver, I think. Exits DC Comics to do uh, create their own stuff. Apparently, he's um, wants to, he has a series named Cyberpunk that he wants to do, and he thinks somebody asked him on Twitter about it, and he was like, whether he was going to ever do or go back to DC anytime soon. And he basically said, well, he wants to do Cyberpunk for the next couple of years, and then maybe. Okay. So, good luck to him. Uh, DC. So DC Heroes in Crisis to explore superhero trauma. So this is the Tom King thing that we kind of alluded to earlier. Um, so apparently this is going to be. An, I wanted to say another in the series of crises that that um, that <laughs> that DC Comics has thrust upon us in the past history. Uh, but this one sounds like it's going to be doing a little something different because it's talking about superhero trauma. So, I don't know. Could be something to do it. Tom King has done some good stuff. So, we'll have to see where that goes when it when it happens. Uh, starting September 26th. Uh, Warren Ellis and Jason Howard re- reunite for Cemetery Beach. That's Beach. That's B-E-A-C-H, in case you misheard me. <laughs> and that is also what launching this, uh, this September. Uh, Cemetery Beach, uh, professional pathfinder, his only ally, or this, uh, disaffected young murderous breaks out of a torture cell in pursuit of his worst extraction scenario area escaping on foot across a sprawling and secret off-world colony established 100 years ago fed with uh, generations of lunatics so it kind of sound like um what's this movie the prisoner mixed with a little bit of a uh, battle royale i don't know you know hey warren ellis go check him out and last but not least, we kind of already talked about it, so we don't really have to say anything about it. And that was the truth about Secret Wars revealed in Marvel 2 and 1 Annual Number 1. And like I said, we kind of talked about it. We don't want to spoil too much more about it, but you should go read uh, Marvel 2 and 1 Annual. Right. All I'm going to say about that. And we're done with the news. All righty. So I'm going to pull up our last ad of the night. And you know when I'm tired and we got to keep it short and sweet, you know what our, our, our go-to ad is. Help us keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, Music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, and ebooks. Uh, be on the lookout for some cool new ebooks that are coming out very soon that are in a pre purchase or pre order. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a uh, payment that helps us keep the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. 
So before we wrapped tonight, I wanted to uh, share something that I had just recently got, like literally today came in the mail. So um, I ordered for the second time the Kamoyo beads uh, produced by Rock Love Jewelry in uh, association with Marvel. And I've got the, uh, they're the cheaper version, the glass bead version of the Kamoyo beads, but these are the extra large size so that they fit me and my big mitts and wrists a lot better than the regular size. Um, I can also say that the, uh, the metal, si the, the metal uh, collector version is on the heavy side, actually. So um, if I feel like this is, um, you know, uh, uh, working out all right, I might just get the metal, uh, the, 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 the metal extra large and uh, maybe save those for like fancier occasions. We'll see. I feel like Kamoyo Beast would probably be heavy. Right. But these are, you know, if but the, the class reasonable, yeah. you know, so True. Wakanda forever. That's why, I <laughs> man. If you had a Black Panther watch you to go along with that, that'd have been awesome. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm wearing a Superman T-shirt tonight. I don't have my Black Panther T-shirt on. So that's fine. It's like it works out. I'm, I'm basically. You see this? Oh, nice. <laughs> so for those who, for those not watching the video, it's a uh, Ryu from Street Fighter uh, doing a Hadouken with a spin with a fidget spinner. But for um. Before we wrap up, I also want to say that I am at um, in Charlotte, North Carolina for HeroesCon. I just want to real quick and say this is the poster that they are showing that they're giving out to people with tickets. It is Spider-Man um, and Doc Ock. I feel like I've seen another one that was floating around, but I didn't get a the, I didn't get a copy of it. But this is the one that like that people are getting when they get their tickets. Mm -hmm. um, it's cool looking though, um, and also of course I got my my badge and my. Um, and my thing. So I'm ready to go. And of course, the um you know, the 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 little booklet which I'll be going through so I can go check out and see what panels I'm going to be going through. I'm going to be going to. And that's it. If you see me, say hi. But uh, you know, I'm skittish. I'm I'm shy. So. <laughs> It'll be nice. That's all I'm saying. It's too bad I'm not gonna be able to make it to uh, yet again another con uh that uh, Roddy's going to. Yeah, hopefully you, you'll get her over here sometime. It's a tough weekend, man. So, you know, hopefully we can find a place in between, like the one of the DC cons or something. True. Um, but uh, just I, I also wanted to shout out, uh, I believe her, yeah, uh, Allison Semino, the lady who's behind Rock Love Jewelry. I'd been, I had actually written to her uh, uh, requesting uh, an extra large size for the Kamoyo beads, and lo and behold, a couple of months later. Nice. Yep. yep. Sorry about that. I've had a nice, a nice demand point. I, yeah, I want to get me a set so badly, but you know that'll all in due time. Right, and <laughs> you know, like I was about to say, the glass, the the black glass bead ones are are, are on the cheaper side, so they're definitely worth it. Um, like, I, and and she actually remembered, you know, uh, you know, I I wrote to her saying, uh, I wrote to you asking for this, and now you were producing it. This is awesome. She's like, hello again, you know, the returning email. So right, um, so it's pretty cool. So shout out to her, and um, shout out to this week's Thor number one. Our music, our playout music for tonight is inspired by uh, a, a line, uh, a scene from Thor number one that I know Jason and Aaron must have been inspired by um, mm -hmm. a particular Jay-Z song. So um, we'll just wrap up with our, our, our usual plugs. Make yep. sure. So with. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, you go ahead because I did the, out, the intro. 
Right. So with that, uh, well, thank you for coming out to this here Comic Book Chronicles. We started, we started a little bit later if you were looking for the video, but if you were looking for the audio, you wouldn't know that. So disregard anything I just said on that. You can find uh, Agent underscore 70 at Agent underscore 70 on Twitter. You can also find him on Instagram at Agent underscore 70. Go check out his stuff. Uh, PCN underscore Dirt. You can check him out at PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. Pop Culture Net on Twitter. PopCultureNetwork.com. I need comics.com, and I think that's it because I don't know if he's doing that as stuff he used to be doing. And uh, only tonight, right now, apparently, he's 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 uh, cooking up some stuff. But Tim Dog 98 on Twitter, you can go check him out there. You can also check him out on the Click Nation CBR, you know, where he's writing good stuff up there. You can also check him out on TB Cron Twitter uh, account and the Click We're still need to be tr- trying to get uh, some of the past shows up on that site. Um, hopefully, we will do that. You can also find myself, Roddy Cat, at Roddy Cat on Twitter. You can also find me at News Nerds Need on Twitter. You can also find uh, my Reddit, uh, News Nerds Need, out there. Like, well, I just said that, but the Reddit of News Nerds Need is out there. So you can go to that and check it out. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at CBCaps, where I. Um, I throw out some nice panels that I, which I've been slacking on for the last couple of weeks, that I find appealing and amusing. And you can go check us out. You can check out this podcast, however, on theclicknation.com, but you can also search, subscribe to us on Google Play and Apple Music, aka iTunes. I'm going to never stop calling it iTunes. You mm. will bury you will bury me saying iTunes because I don't care about the place. Either way, you can also find us on SoundCloud under the Cold Slither banner. Um, and I'm sure there are other places that are, you can subscribe to us, and hopefully they are legit. Uh, I think we're on iHeartRadio. I still need to find that out, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also find us in S, where this and other fine programs can be found. You go check it out. And while you're doing that, you should go to shop.cspn.us to go, uh, you know, go there, click a link, get some merch, help us out. You know, CSPN trying to trying to keep to continue to do some things, as we shall do. And with this, that that further ado, we shall leave for the night. We'll see you all next week. And I'm in charge of all the video and music, so here yeah, we go. Yeah, so this ought to be fun. So with that, um, this has been the Comic Chronicles, and we are out. It's coming. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. H to the OV. I used to move snowflakes by the OZ. I guess even back then you can call me CEO of the ROC. Ho. Fresh out the frying pan into the fire. I be the music man's number one supplier. Fly it in a piece of paper bearing my name. I've got the hottest chick in the game wearing my chain. That's right, Ho. Not DOC, but similar to the letters. No one can. This woman is new, or we'll be hired.